Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your well, the party never ended here at Star Style, be the star you are. We always are having a party. Hello, welcome to our power partners to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to catapult you from wishing upon a star to imagining your dreams as if they've already happened and help you to live them today because we want you to be the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are and the wonderful teens and supporters. And we just want to send out a congratulations to all of those who are graduating and will be moving on. This is from Charles Bixton. You will never find time for anything. If you want time, you must make it. That sort of sounds like us, doesn't it, Heather? It's like our lives are so filled with with to-do lists and activities and jobs and, you know, go here, go there. And if we really want to have something in our life, we just have to decide it and make the time for it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let all our listeners know what we're going to be talking about today. In segment two, we're going to be talking about driving distractions and some of the the perils of our new technology, as great as it is. In the third segment, kind of a fun thing today, we're going to be talking about the stereotypes of birth orders. So where are you in the lineup? Are you one, two, three? Are you a middle child, a baby? Are you a firstborn? And do you fit what everyone says? I mean, it, it might be true and it may not. But coming right now are some medication alternative uses in our health matters with Heather Brittany, there's a lot of things that are just around the house that we may not know could solve other things. For example, Vicks Vapor Rub, you could put it on your muscles if you're sore. 
And if you have a pimple, you might want to put some toothpaste on the skin and it reduces the swelling. So Heather, I'm going to let you give us some of these interesting ways that we can use over-the-counter medications and you know eliminate some of our frustrations because I actually um, tried taking care of, of, of a tick bite on my own this week and then ended up in urgent care in an emergency because it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, so well, the first thing, things? these are just sort of home, you know, remedies, stuff that, you know, more, more so in those kind of quick fixes or just, you know, some, some things work better than others and there's kind of more all natural. My perspective uh, is I'm going to want to just share some of the things of taking, for the most part, sometimes kind of... Uh, Beauty products per se, um, because I'm love. You know, I little people uh, love it and also laugh at it. Is that I um, am very meticulous about how I store my makeup and I do all these things and I um, I'm always trying to test out new brushes, new things, and um, as I've gotten older, trying to find stuff that isn't just you know based on price, but that I really like. But I actually, you know, I keep my makeup box is actually in. Um, uh, what do you call it? A fish box, a, a toolbox, or is it a, a toolbox? Um, so I, I very, I, I like things sort of in this kind of order. But a lot of times, you know, it's almost sort of like a party trick is that makeup, other things can be used for many things around the house. Just as you had mentioned, um, you know, Vicks Viperiv on your muscles. Well, as you know, that has that eucalyptus in it. But there can be other things that you might not think of for the beginning. So, one thing, um, kind of speaking of for uh, a product, if it's have to do with healing, um, within the kitchen, uh, you I know you've kind of used certain oils you know, for beauty things, and it's sort of all the rage right now, um, but coconut oil can actually be used to uh, heal cuts. Um, so what, I, I know, love I kind of always feel like, oil. what can't coconut oil do? Recently, right, I was just, just going like to say, what can it do? You cook with it, you... You know, you can eat it, you put it yeah. on your face. I mean, what? it's like a really a wonderful thing. Yeah, so why um, coconut oil you know, can help with cuts is because it has an antibacterial uh, essence to it, a mechanism within it. Um, kind of on the interesting counter side of that, uh, neo, uh, what do you call it? What's that stuff? Neo, neosporin? Kind neosporin, of thing? yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, neosporin in, in other ways, um, can actually be used, uh, to help remove self-tanner. So can toner. Um, toner. Oh, and actually another thing with neosporin, um, this toothpaste can do this too. Neosporin, um, can actually be used as sort of a blemish or zit remover cream. Um, neosporin, because again, it has those antibacterial things that you put it on cuts. Um, and when you have a pimple, as we know what a pimple is, it just builds up bacterial that's gotten underneath the skin. So if you make the mistake, which I often do because I get very impatient, is I pop a pimple and then I have these things. So um, a way, a quick um, healing way that isn't going to over-dry your skin is to use neosporin on that zit. And it will also help kind of calm the inflammation. It's going to do the same thing it does to help heal a wound. Um, it will help heal a pimple. That's a really um, good one. It's, I mean, because especially for teens, you know, that you just get plagued with different pimples and it's so horrible. So that's that's probably much quicker than uh, using even a, a pimple medication. 
Yeah, and you know, and as you said too, um, you know, toothpaste is another thing that's I feel almost more that sort of more urban mythy. I remember being really young and one of my cousins was telling me that and thinking, Oh my god, well so she knows everything and it because it when you put toothpaste on the skin it has that sort of minty cooling sensation. For me, I think maybe I have sensitive skin. I haven't found that to work at uh, putting toothpaste on my skin. I actually find it to be more irritating, but the verdict's still out on that. Maybe for other people, that could be so. I say, well, I will tell you what toothpaste is really good for, and I'll never forget this, is I was uh, at a speaking conference, and I was doing my, you know, you know how you last minute have to put nail polish on your nails, and something happened, and the bottle spilled over, and I was in the hotel room, and it went on the carpet, and I was horrified, because I, I never... I always do it, you know, like over paper, but it went over that. Anyway, I all I, I sopped it up and I used toothpaste and every single bit of the nail polish came out without doing any wow. damage to the carpet. So I will never forget it and I use toothpaste now when I have to take nail polish out of anything. That's not, you know, actually speaking of stain remover, another kind of stain remover is using shaving cream. So if you pour some, something happens to fall, um, put shaving like cream men's on it, let shaving it sit cream? for a little while, and then soak it up. Um, yeah, they're that's like men's thing. shaving cream, the shaving cream that men buy? Is uh, that what you mean? I mean or I, any kind of shaving cream. Yeah, I mean, they do, you know, an interesting thing is they do make, uh, so shaving cream, you know, they make male, female, really the only difference, females tend to have more kind of a conditioning um, essence and some to fragrance. it, and sometimes men. I have really sensitive skin when it comes to, um, like, male products. If I use um, males, if I ever don't have deodorant, a quick fix for that, actually, is to use baby powder if you are, don't have any deodorant. But um, there's been times, you know, lesson learned, one of those things, you know, when you keep doing it and you go, oh, my God, I know. Uh, it could just be my sensitive skin, but a male deodorant, you know, they kind of that, that male smell. I don't even know how to de- describe it, you know, that minty or just kind of that masculine smell. <laughs> a, um, a musty, musty, musty. It's like musk oil like or something, musty. Yeah, it's not one well, that musky. It's like this, I don't know, how sporty smell. I don't know how to explain it. But um, one thing that for me personally, when I use it, whenever I've had to in a quick fix, like, oh, babe, can I use your uh, deodorant? Um, my armpits, like, swell and turn bright red. So I must be allergic to it. So um, if you do have sensitive skin, like, so baby powder is another thing. That, but for the whole shaving cream, you can, shaving cream, you can use anything. Um, another thing, kind of speaking of removers, nail polish remover, this will probably be the most expensive. Expensive nail polish remover, but if you're really in a quick bind, let's say, I don't know, you're on vacation, something, you're going somewhere fancy, something you just don't have any nail polish remover, and it's just dire that you, perfume can be a spray of it, just spraying it onto the nails. As we know, perfume, ounce That is ounce, a very expensive nail polish remover, things. no doubt about Again, that the, <laughs> Yeah, But you're right, it's the alcohol, I imagine, huh? Is it the alcohol in it? Yeah, as I said, this is, that's like, you know, when you're in those kind of quick binds, this isn't like a, let's do this. I mean, maybe you have that kind of money to just throw around, but thing that most of us don't, um, as a quick bind kind of thing, if you, if it's something you desperately, I don't know, need to fix some nail really importantly for something, um, you can spray it onto it and it will work. Is it a good, actually, actually something too, if you haven't been in the house, um, a lot of times when you go to those counters, when you do buy perfume or things, if you have a bunch of those little um, uh, testers kind of sitting around, sometimes you buy perfumes and they give you a whole little bag full 
or if you order it from something of those little, you know, just little tester ones, there's a teeny bit of it, not even an ounce in it. Um, and a lot of them are smells that you just decide you don't care, but you sort of that weird thing about throwing them out because they're the designer brands. And God, no, I have a whole little pouch of them in my little junk drawer in my bathroom. Um, that's a good way of, I wouldn't say to get rid of them, but another purpose that you can use them without feeling so guilty about. Um, one thing to jump back on for deodorants, um, deodorants can actually help prevent blisters. So one thing, um, I wouldn't recommend to use a spray or the kind of liquid gel. gel that's what I'm looking for. I wouldn't use a gel. Just your basic um, baby powder or whatever scent, uh, you know, a white rub-on one. Swipe deodorant um, on the bottom of your sole especially if you're going hiking or maybe if you've got new shoes, heels. We all know those first-time women, we break in those sassy new heels that we get those horrible blisters down the back of our um, our ankles, the back of our feet. So rub those on before, and um, and that will help prevent blisters. Plus, it will also have that kind of nice, um, you know, softness smell to it because we know the night walking around, you can also get stinky feet. So it kind of has multiple That's a there. really good one because the blisters with new shoes, that – that can be horrible, especially, you know, you're going out on the town and you want to be good and then you're limping. So, yeah, I yeah. like that one. Exactly. Other kind of quick fixes, um, mascara for root touch-up. So, um, and I'm not just talking black because usually I'm, I have blonde hair. I have naturally blonde hair, but the amount of times I've dyed it, there's just no going back from where I'll ever be. So my hair, when it starts, when I don't dye after I start getting this very porousy because of the con, uh, the contraction of what my my roots coming out. Even though technically I've never had black hair, it has that appearance of black or very dark hair. Um, so if you don't have time, you know, again, to kind of those quick fixes, using mascara. And now mascara comes in all different shades now. So maybe if your real hair or your dyed hair is black, you can use that. But they have um, light ones. They have browns. They have purples. They have all kinds of different colors. Um, so you can just use mascara as a quick a quick kind of touch-up. Um, they actually, too, and another thing, they actually sell hair mascara now um, for those purposes. But if you don't have that, if you just kind of need a quick thing. Another thing kind of fixing to the face, um, lip balm as brow wax. And now, as no one knows, uses brow wax or they're thinking, what am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, tell me about that because I don't even know what brow wax something is. Um, so much on top uh, isn't as common, you know, as people that use it for. But um, you know, a lot of times you see models, actresses, or just when you see that woman out there that just looks very put together, and their brows just look so perfectly fine and shined, and and you know, not a hair out of place. Um, they make actually, you know, come out to put things in place. I, sometimes I get these like that one kind of squiggle hair that I keep, you know, and sometimes I'll lick my finger and put it in. So take lip balm, put it on there, and it will help keep your brows in place. Uh, another good thing for it is if you are um, doing sort of a self-plucking, uh, if you're tweezing your, lash, uh, tweezing your lashes, tweezing your brows, sometimes um, our hair, you know, based on the way we slept, can set differently sometimes. So sometimes that's how over-browsing, um, over-tweezing, I just keep putting all the other, how over-tweezing um, occurs is that we don't have our brows set at the way that they normally should be. So, you know, we, we start going, we see, oh, you know, sometimes it might be kind of pushed down a little, so we start tweezing, and then once we kind of adjust our brows, we see, oh, my gosh, I 
plucked all these different little spots here and it's everything. So a good way of kind of, uh, if you're doing a, a tweezing um, verse, you know, getting a wax is to put lip balm on it and that will kind of put how, um, kind of put it into shape and then you'll be able to see clearly what are the, the mysterious kind of lower hairs that need to be t- uh, plucked with. So that, kind that of is a really, here. really interesting tip, which I'd never heard of. I'm going to totally try that. I know. I love I it. Just, Full of all the little the little things too. Also, when it speaks to is um, as I said, is I'm someone when it comes as I've gotten older and I've kind of uh, gotten more of a been to test things out and and uh, seen that I you know so it, makeup is so interesting to me in so many ways. But how there's all these different brushes and things and how you can pay anywhere from a dollar up to hundred dollars for certain brushes. Um, and I have had, had some expensive brushes, and I have some really great $13, $15 brushes, which sounds crazy, but brushes are so much better than those little cheap things that come within eyeshadow. Anyways, I digress. Those little, um, well, actually, not those little ones. Uh, maybe uh, I have nicer ones, but um, eyeshadow brushes, and I'm talking about the actual brushes, the ones that have sort of a set that almost look like a little paintbrush, um, that a good thing, and you can actually possibly even use um, a light feather tip pre- uh, paintbrush is it's a good way to clean out your um, computer in between. I'm a whore. I've, I've made the mistake many times before because I have spilled liquids and beverages. I try to keep the liquids away, but I'm definitely someone who's eating at their computer. So there's little crumbs in there, and I try to scoop them up, but sometimes when you try to clean off your computer, you push buttons and all things go. And I must say it's the most embarrassing thing when you go to the Apple store to, you know, do little things, and they make those comments about, like, oh, there's all the crumbs in your computer. Maybe that's just me, but um, a great way to get rid of little crumbs or just kind of clean out those little things that get in there is to take um, a eyeshadow brush, or I guess you could even use a non-used um, paintbrush, so not ever used, and a very the light, the very light feathery ones um, to go in between. It will help just very gently get in between things. Um, another one I would like to share with you, witch hazel. If people haven't heard of witch hazel, it's a really um, fantastic, very inexpensive. You can buy a giant, probably uh, 16, 20 ounces of it for less than $5 at your you know, local CVS, Rite Aid, whatever those things are. Um, a lot of times it's a great thing instead of using uh, toner um, after, you know, wash your face. It can do that. But for me personally, when I use it on my face, um, I use it, if I sort of pluck at things, I use it to kind of close out the bacteria. Um, but if I use it as an overall toner, it really dries out my skin and it irritates it. But one thing that I found that it can actually help with is ingrown hair. So ladies, we all know you, you know, razor burn, you shave, you get those, whether it's on your legs or other places, those little bumps that just look so unsightly, they, you know, they just are so not attractive. So, a great thing to do after you shower, or, you know, after you shave, shower, get it out, is to take um, a cotton swab, a witch hazel, and press it over um, all the areas that you've uh, shaved on, especially you know summertime kind of in bikini areas. Um, what they'll have to do is you know in any kind of minor minor uh, cuts, scrapes. Um, it'll help kill the bacteria, help kill the inflammation, um, and it will also help fight against ingrown hairs because um, especially when, clothes, when uh, your skin is covered in clothes, and, you know, legs, bikini areas, armpits, um, the, the hair lays down upon the skin, and that's how ingrown hairs start to happen. And if you've ever had, sometimes they can be really uncomfortable. They get these kind of pimply looks to it. 
Um, another thing, too, having being daughter and wife of a dentist. But is before I, you move on, I just wanted to chime in about witch hazel and just say that witch hazel has been, you know, it's a plant. Witch hazel is actually a plant. And this has been around for generations. It's something that our great-grandmothers used. And it's so fun that it that people are now really realizing that sometimes the simplest methods are absolutely the best. They're the inexpensive and you know, and they work. So long before well, I mean, you showed me, when I was a kid, uh, you actually showed me witch hazel as like a toner for your skin. If anyone exactly. has not seen this woman's skin, she's amazing. You've always had such amazing skin. Um, and when I was young, you know, and I, but as we know, our, as we age, our skin becomes different. You know, it's oily to dry to um, combination or, you know, or certain things. And, and that's actually just a total side note I could get on about for, for uh, different products is um, ladies out there as you age there particularly there can be certain products that maybe are great for you year, forever but um, our skin just as you know when your baby's soft is not the same when you're 30 years old so be mindful that certain products um, over time that maybe gave you blissful skin start to break you out or start to dry you out because as we age, you know, different things, different chemicals, different things come in touch with our bodies, um, and our whole just kind of genetic makeup is slowly changing. So be mindful of that, that, you know, if one thing, you know, didn't, it worked for you at one time and now isn't, um, not to worry about it. It's just that your skin is changing. So which You know, I'm really glad you brought that up, Heather, because that to me is really critical. Uh, you are so right, is that we change, we evolve, and it's interesting how we get into a pattern, right? I mean, it's like you get into this pattern of this is the way you wash your face, and this is, you know, the products that you use, and you you just don't kind of explore outwards, but when they stop working, then it's time for a change, and people need to really know that this happens a lot with shampoos, where people tend to just use the same shampoo over and over again, and what research has shown is that you really have to change it up a little bit. Otherwise, your hair gets used to it, the follicles, and it doesn't. It not only doesn't clean, but it doesn't moisturize. It gets dry or whatever. So that's a really interesting point. Yeah, is, and you, you know, know and change. so have you uh, mentioned shampoo. Actually, a very um, interesting but odd thing I know from my previous years of working in reproductive health. Um, a lot of women, maybe they decide they have old birth control pills or maybe that's no longer their method or they've, they've uh, they, you know, they've gotten older, whatever. If you happen to have those around there, um, so there's all, all these hormones in it. Um, what you can do if you want to really make your hair grow really fast um, is to uh, dissolve old birth control pills in uh, shampoo. That I must tell you, we, you know, this is something that... We, no we, way! Uh, I have I, never heard this. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Your hair will grow so oh accidentally fast. Um, one thing I must warn for people who have dyed hair, um, it's definitely your roots will become showing very quickly. But, um, yeah, because the hormones, in it, it's basically like putting miracle grow into your hair. Um, because of it, sometimes it can dry out the hair a little, but it will make your hair grow really fast. Um, I'm not saying it's going to grow any healthier, but just sort of the um, the rate of it um, with these additional hormones added to it. So it's almost sort of like your hair on steroids. Your hair will grow really, really fast. Um, but be cautious if you have dyed hair, and especially if you are someone who um, doesn't buy this boxing, if you spend a lot of money at salons getting it done, you might 
completely, totally ruin your dye job by doing this. You know, you have to kind of outweigh what you're thinking. Do you want longer hair or do you want, you know, your dye? So maybe if you're kind of in, in between, maybe that'd be a good time to try that. But um, the additional hormones to it will make your hair grow really fast. So keep those kinds of things in mind with it. Um, another That is a fascinating. <laughs> Never heard of that one. I know that there's a product out there that costs a fortune for eyelashes, if you want your eyelashes or eyebrows to grow. So maybe maybe it's you could just use birth control pills. I'm not advocating this, anyone. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know about that. that. Go, so, so don't I, do anything around your eyes, but I'm just sort of making a joke right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know we are, gosh, running out of time. I'm just looking at the clock here. But uh, one kind of final one I'd just like to share is, um, al- um, aloe vera. So, as we know, aloe vera is so great if you get, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, sunburns. But one thing I'm a huge person when it comes to makeup of always using a primer. Primer helps, um, keep your makeup in place. Um, they make various primers that, um, can help, uh, with various complexions. I use a certain primer for under my eyes, and I also use a primer on my face, um, that helps, uh, kind of blend any redness before I put on the rest of my makeup. If you're in some kind of quick fix, uh, maybe you're traveling, you don't have something, um, this might, isn't going to have the other benefits of, you know, balancing out your skin, but if you need something that's going to help keep your makeup in place and be kind of prolonged throughout the day, putting aloe vera there on your face. So definitely do your regular thing of, you know, moisturizing your face and then lightly dabbing on aloe vera and letting it dry. The key is letting it dry first and then applying the rest of your makeup. That's another um, way that will help kind of keep it in place and keep it more long-lasting throughout the day. Uh, Wow, wow. these are great. These were all fantastic. I love all of these different tips. And so what what is your favorite tip of all these that you've presented today? You know, there's so many that I still haven't gotten to. Uh, Oh, gosh. I think uh, my favorite probably... I can though. I can't fix. I can't fix favors. I can't pick favors. Uh, favorites uh, when it comes to like my never-ending list of like. Well, if you don't have this, you can use this. Right. Um, but but um, I think just an overall, just a really comfort-wise one. I would say is the deodorant on your heels. Um, it will help in smelling well as well as helping with blisters. Um, but also just a kind of a quick thing for traveling. And I know I have a, big, a lot of travel stuff coming up. Um, and a girlfriend recently told me about these, and I was like, wow. And, again, this is if you have the actual tool to do it, use the actual tools. These are more um, – I'm not saying that these are any better. These are just sort of, of who would have thought funk it kind of thing. Um, a great thing for traveling, if uh, I know if you don't have one of those little lint rollers, you don't get those little pills, um, take a uh, shaver, and you can lightly – now be very careful. You can um, lightly take a, a razor and um, – uh, get off the pills that are on the, your shirt, you know, those little kind of static pills. And also um, another thing regarding your clothes is hairspray can help de-static your clothes. Um, so, you know, sometimes you pull out a dress and it's sticky and it's going to be clinging to you. Um, just spray a little hairspray on it and do sort of little pulls, and that will help take the static out of your clothes. Well, I love it. These are all great tips, Heather. Another super segment. I think that we all needed to be taking a lot of notes. So, Give out the website. Most definitely. We want you to go to be the star you are.com as well as be the star you are.org. 
Well, and when we come back from break, I'll give you a couple of more tips, and then we're going to talk about some driving hazards and things you can do to keep from being distracted. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do not go away. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are the Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, this is a fun show that we're doing today on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. All these home remedies, you know, and over-the-counter things that you can do. And use them for multipurposing. I love that. There are others, of course, lots of others. You know, because we spend billions every year on over-the-counter health um, medications and remedies for everything from canker sores to aching muscles. But sometimes there's no need to shell out a lot of money to find that relief. As Heather was saying, all you need to do is look inside your cupboard and you might find something really surprising. So there were just a couple more I wanted to add to the list. And, of course... When what, uh, some of the ones that Heather said, I love the idea of putting deodorant on your feet to keep blisters away. I'd never, ever heard of anything like that. I love finding new ones. Now, you know that bad cold has been going around, uh, at least here in California. I succumbed to it, and it lasted like two months. It was horrible, the cough and everything. But did you know that just a spoonful of honey is just as good as a nighttime um, like cough deterrent as cough syrup or suppressant. So, you know, have a teaspoon of honey if you are suffering from a cough. There was a study done of more than 100 children in Pennsylvania, and they found that it reduced the coughs in older adults suffering suffering from a cold as well as the kids because honey coats and soothes the irritated throat. 
And then the calm, you know, that when it calms down, it stops that repeated coughing. And honey is healthy, so you can take it more often than you could a cough syrup. Also, honey does have a high sugar content, though. So if you have diabetes or any sugar inhibitor kind of disease, you want to be careful. Now, another thing, uh, I live in the country where we do have poison oak. In the East Coast, they have poison ivy. Something, if you get into the poison oak or poison ivy, ivy, washing the affected area with liquid dish soap within two hours of contact might prevent you from getting that itching red rash. Unless you're like me that is hypersensitive and I have to wash it immediately, take off all my clothes, wash my hair, uh, wash the clothes, and wash the body. And the reason that liquid dish water, uh, dish washing soap will work is that it is actually formulated to remove oil. So it's a very cost-effective way to get rid of the plant oil on the poison leaves that causes the rashes that get on your skin. So, you know, most of us don't have, uh, you know, poison oak and poison ivy solutions around. So just kind of remember that. And um, this, they did a study on this too, and volunteer medical students rubbed uh, poison ivy and poison oak leaves on their forehands and then washed with dishwashing soap. I wouldn't volunteer to do that, though, because I know I would swell up. And the soap did prevent a reaction in more than half of the volunteers, and it reduced the inflammation in the rest by 56%. So that is pretty, that's pretty, really, pretty good. Now, Heather was talking, and I actually mentioned at the top of the hour, about uh, like Vicks Vapor Rub or Menthol Rub, and you can uh, apply that as a safe, cost-effective treatment for not only aching muscles, but for toenail funguses. Now, women get toenail funguses more often because we go and get pedicures, and the pedicure where you go to the salon, they may not have sterilized the, the tools effectively, and then the fungus spreads from one person to another. So they've done studies that applying Vicks to the affected nails once daily helped 15 out of 18 adults either cure or partially cure up their fungus. So that is a really good one. You know, and VIX is easy to apply and very inexpensive. And it's worth trying before you have to buy some of those really costly alternatives. And they are costly if you do end up getting a nail fungus. It was also suggested that if you wipe the affected nail with a cotton ball so- soaked in white vinegar, then apply the vapor rub. It really works better, and uh, that's that's uh, another treatment. White vinegar is like good for everything. If you want to clean your coffee pots, use white vinegar. You know, if you want to wash your floors, use white vinegar. You don't need to buy fancy floor polishes. And the, getting back to witch hazel, I had inferred how it's been around forever, and it really has. It's derived from the leaves and twigs of a flowering shrub. And for more than a century, this clear, refined extract, it's been used as an astringent to help tighten the skin and relieve inflammation. And Heather was right. I always used it as an astringent, you know, after I washed my face and started her on it as a very young person. Now, something you should keep in your refrigerator at all times would be ginger root, actual fresh ginger root. You can put it in your freezer. If And if you're going on a boat or if you get motion sickness or uh, if you just get nauseated, if you chew on ginger, you will 
feel better. Now, the studies have shown that taking a gram of ginger an hour before surgery even reduces the nausea and vomiting during the first 24 hours after surgery. And in a large National Cancer Institute-funded study, found that people undergoing chemotherapy who take as little as a quarter of a teaspoon of ginger daily for three days before chemo, they cut their nausea by 40%. So I know that whenever I'm not feeling well, I always eat ginger. And when I travel and I speak on cruise ships quite often, I always have ginger around. And you can get the ginger, um, you know, you can get, um, what are they called? It's like, like a candied ginger or a pickled ginger, and that works just as well. So the only thing is, is you don't want, if you're going to have ginger extract capsules, they're really stronger, and they could cause some stomach upset. So don't go above two grams, and that's really important. And uh, somehow to eliminate colds, you might want to just gargle with plain tap water. It supposedly cuts down the number of colds and respiratory infections every year as well as relieve symptoms if you are already sick. And if you gargle with salt water and or water with lemon and honey, that is really an effective way to soothe and cleanse and um, help a sore throat, you know, just feel better. So those are some very useful, useful tips, I think. Now let's talk a little bit about avoiding driving distractions because this has become a huge, huge issue in this time of technology, especially. I mean, all these high-tech gadgets, they help simplify our modern life. I mean, we have navigation systems. We have our mobile phones. We have, you know, there's, there's the iPads. There's textings. I mean, some cars even have televisions and videos in it. But all of this makes it increasingly harder for drivers to stay safe behind the wheel. Now, in 2012 alone... More than 3,300 people in the United States were killed and 421,000 more were injured. And that was because drivers chose to pay attention to a text message, a phone call, or something else, uh, the radio, then watching the road ahead. So here are a few tips on how to help keep yourself focused on the right thing which is safe driving. It's like, you know, keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. First of all, put distractions out of reach. Now, yes, in the good old days, you know, folks waited until they got home to make calls. Or I remember, especially during uh, my really busy modeling and acting days, that I was constantly pulling over to a payphone to call my agent. I was wearing a pager and My pager would go off and it would mean time to call your agent or you had another booking. And uh, obviously having a cell phone has made that so much easier. But now when you're driving, perhaps it's time to silence your phone or put it out of reach while you're driving and you'll be less tempted to check your email or answer incoming calls or texts because nothing is more important to you or anyone in, in, in the freeway while you're driving, then you're safe arrival. Now, if you have voice-activated technology where you don't have to touch anything, remember that even though it's hands-free, it isn't risk-free. A recent AAA driving study found that composing a text message with a voice-activated device is more distracting than talking on a handheld device because you're trying to find your way with a voice-based navigation system can even be a worse hazard. So 
you might want to pull over to look at the map, whether it's paper or electronic, and pulling over and checking your bearings is still the safest way. Now plan ahead to avoid multitasking. I know I'm a multitasker, so I'm always guilty of these kind of things, and I have to really, really be mindful when I'm driving. Too many people wait until they get behind the wheel to apply their makeup, to shave, to eat a meal, you know, to do any of these things. And you will be safer on the road if you do these things at home or once you reach your destination. I know I was really a culprit, again, in a a lot of my uh, modeling acting days because I'd be going from one job to another and having to change things. And, you know, it would be... You would be, your hands were on the wheel, your one eye was on the road, and you had the mirror down, and you're putting on mascara. And I'm just really happy that nothing ever happened. I really attempt not to do that at all anymore. But I admit, I did it. Uh, prep young passengers. Responsible parents always check that their small children are safely secured in their car seats or their booster seats. But it's also important to make sure that their toys and their snacks are close by to keep them entertained in transit so that they don't try to unbuckle and get out of it. Because if kids need attention during the drive, it's much better for you to pull over to the side of the road as opposed to turning around and trying to talk to them or trying to grab something for them, which, again, most parents are guilty of. Now, get defensive. This is an age of distraction. And we have to watch for warning signs that the drivers around us are not paying attention. So what's the advice? If you see a driver drift within the lane, change speeds, you know, kind of just willy-nilly, or they have a phone stuck to his or her ear, make sure to give that car plenty of space and don't try to pass and don't get angry and don't try to speed up. Just give them the space. I, ha- I know that since technology has been out there, I have definitely become a more uh, alert driver and um, a much more mindful driver, mostly because I don't trust the other people. And I get really frightened when I see other drivers because I'm seeing people talking on their phones. I, when you pull up to a stop sign and it's not even the radio you hear anymore. You hear whole conversations. You know, you hear everybody's life story. They're all talking. So in any case, just really be aware of what is out there for uh, for drivers because it's not worth a traffic accident. It is not worth your life. It's not worth injuring anyone. We always want to be safe. Better to be safe than be sorry. Well, when we come back from break, we are going to talk about a very fun topic. It's always been of interest to me and I finally thought in this uh, day that I'm just making it a fun show that we would get into it and that is what it's like to be in what, uh, what arena in line of your birth. Are you an only child? Are you first, second, third, fourth, the baby? How did it play out for you and do you fit the stereotype? So when we come back, it's the real deal with birth order. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. During the break, visit the website of Be the Star You Are charity. Go to btsya.org and be the star you are.org. 
I'll be right back. And don't you go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to make yourself happy? Happiness is a choice. By creating more joy and happiness in your life, you will be a better person, a better employee, and a better employer. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day. And at the top, write as your number one goal, enjoy myself. Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good healthy diet, and special social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. Respect yourself and others. See humor in your mistakes and imperfections. Allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that really make you happy. When you are joyful, your enthusiasm will be contagious in the company, allowing your bottom line to have more dollar signs. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile, so smile a lot. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about Star Style or to book a consultation or coaching session, call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827 or visit star-style.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be The Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a life I hope you're having fun today because I am really having a great day, and I just love doing a show like this that's all upbeat and positive and it's no heavy issues. It's just kind of light and simple and lots of fun tips. And so I want to continue for the rest of the hour in this same tradition. You are listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. We are having a party and I am your host and personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. So are you a leader and the firstborn? Or maybe are you the baby that gets all the attention and then gets away with everything? So why is it that stereotypes exist and are our personalities really predestined? Well, it's interesting that some, how experts agree on certain things. And of course, no matter when, when there's an agreement, there is always a disagreement. 
So here's the thing about birth order myths. They don't just make fascinating cocktail party talk, you know, like, oh, you are such a middle child. (laughs) There are solid psychological reasons why many fit the mold. And yet, for every classic firstborn CEO, there's also one that's strumming a ukulele in Samoa without a care or a college degree in the world. So why is this? And it's fun, right? And why is it that we are stereotyped by where we are in line? So here's what you've heard. The truth behind the most common birth order myths and, of course, as always, there's an exception to every myth. So the, the firstborn is the stereotype is a natural leader, ambitious and responsible. Now, why it's true? They say that it's true because the eldest for a while has absolutely no competition for the time or the books or the blankets or the food or, you know, the attention of mom and dad. There's a benefit to all of that undiluted attention. There was a a study done in Norway in 2007 that showed that firstborns have at least two to three more IQ points than the next child. Now, firstborns tend to be surrogate parents then when other siblings arrive, and that's why they're very protective, and that's why firstborns are extremely responsible. All right, now that's the stereotype, but what, what happens when you are firstborn and you don't fit the stereotype? So parents can set high expectations for a first or an only child, so a firstborn or an only child. And when a person feels like he or she has disappointed his parents or her parents and they can't measure up, that's when they may veer off in another direction. So that's when it happens that the firstborn could end up, you know, dropping out of college or not being it. Now, I'm the firstborn in my family. Everyone called me the leader. Everyone called me the responsible one. And I was definitely the most ambitious. I was the only one to ever go to college, uh, have my own companies, etc. And I definitely 100% fit the stereotype. And I don't know why, you know, (laughs) why it was, but my sister came exactly a year later. So I had attention, I guess, for one year. But then I had to become responsible for her, and then there were five more, and so I, was, I had to be responsible for everyone. So I really feel that I fit the stereotype. Interestingly, with my own two children, so one's a boy, one is a girl, and they both totally fit the stereotypes as well. So in my family, we kind of are stereotypical, I guess. Now, the middle child, the stereotype is that the middle child is going to be a social butterfly will be a peacekeeper and will be absolutely fairness obsessed, to be like a born under the sign of Libra, you know. Everything has to be balanced. Everything has to be equal. And why that's true is that middleborns don't have the rights of the oldest or the privileges of the youngest. Now, the one thing I can say about being the oldest is that my parents were really, really strict, and I had a lot of rules I had to follow. So I had a lot to live up to. By the time the baby came along... The rules had completely been relaxed. Uh, When I got my first bike, I had to share it with everybody. It was like the time I would get something, everybody got it. So that was sort of an interesting kind of thing. I, Even though I was first, I didn't have a lot of privileges. I had a lot of rules. So the the middle-born now, as a result, they become experts at negotiation because they don't have the rights of the oldest. They don't have the privileges of the youngest, and they have to compromise. 
They also tend to lean on their friends as their parents' attention is often focused on the oldest or youngest child. And I find that very interesting because my husband is a middle child. And where I am, uh, you know, kind of the leader and responsible and really independent and and also very family-focused, he has always more been focused on friends because in his family, being the middle child, his friends were more of his family than family. I think that's an interesting kind of thing is that, you know, the attention had to be elsewhere. Now, when is the middle child not stereotypical? If the oldest doesn't act the part, then sometimes the second in line will just step up. For example, Donald Trump, who we know is a major leader, CEO, whatever, he's a middle child, but his firstborn brother didn't fit the role. So Donald usurped it. And what if there are several middle children? Well, there's a principle that each child is trying to be different from the one immediately older. So if you have three middles, the first and the third would likely be a bit more similar to each other than to the very middle child. And I don't know if you, if you're from a big family, just think about it. It definitely holds true in the family that, that I come from and in, uh, in other families that I know. Now, getting to the baby. The baby is, this, the stereotype is the free spirit, the risk taker, super charming. And why this is true is because parents are less cautious and they're thinking to themselves and they're also exhausted, I should say. Hey, the older ones, you know, ate dog food and they survived. So, you know, if he eats cat food, it's going to be fine. They also probably have more resources than they did when they started out. And they have the older siblings that are also watching out for the younger ones. Now, parents seem to be more lenient uh, as each child goes on. So the youngest kids tend to be less rules-oriented, yet they still get lots and lots of attention. And in our family, the baby was absolutely the star. We were all absolutely crazy about our baby brother. He he could do no wrong, and he... he was really a fabulous, a, a wonderful person. So there was nothing to be upset about with him, but he was so adorable. And we all kind of vied for his attention. And, uh, you know, speaking of rules, you know, I think back to when I was a teenager and wanted to get my ears pierced. My parents were like adamant, absolutely, you're not going to have your ears pierced. You're going to wait. You can, you'll have to do it when you're 18 and you're an adult. So the day I turned 18... I got my ears pierced, and my two sisters, who were a year and two years below me, they got well, they were allowed to do theirs, <laughs> and everything was like that. So uh, when babies aren't part of the stereotype, it's uh, some babies kind of resent not being taken seriously, and when that happens, they might become very, very responsible, and they'll be very much like the oldest. Or they might go the other direction and become kind of a social butterfly and be a little bit more like the, the middle child. I know, again, in our family, the baby, who I said was the superstar, he and I were the most alike. And uh, we, I mean, we, everyone got along with him. So it wasn't just I did. We all adored him. But we, as far as uh, educational goals and what we wanted in life and the fact that we were striving for something... We had a company, when he was only 11 years old, we formed a company together. So it was very interesting that we, um, how, you know, how linked we are. 
Now, what throws it all off is if you don't feel like you are true to your birth order, you're not alone. Because according to the White Campbell Psychological Birth Order Inventory, a test developed to measure whether people are a fit for their rank, only 23% of women and 15% of men are a true match. And here are a couple of the disruptors. Nothing affects personality development more than genetics. So roughly half of your personality is the temperament you're born with. And that's why where you fall in your family or how early you had to start sharing blocks is only a piece of the pie. So a child's temperament can trump birth order or at least blur the lines. Firstborns in particular are expected to succeed at whatever the family prizes most. So when they aren't well suited, it turns into a sibling free-for-all. And if the firstborn can excel at what the family values, like you're going to be a, you know, a, um, a plumber like I am, for example, that position would go to the second child. The next one is gender is a significant influence when it comes to the birth role. And if, if uh, by the numbers, you know, if you have a boy and a girl, then they're going to be completely different. They will both behave like firstborns. So there's a high value being placed on one gender or another, then it's going to be something different. And finally, physicality. Age and size advantage frequently go hand in hand. So older kids get to boss the younger kids. Bigger kids get to push around the younger kids. In any case, I find it so fun and so fascinating. So take a look at where you are in the birth order and see if any of this makes sense for you. Well, thanks for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned right here to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with me, Cynthia Bryan, your personal growth success coach. And we will bring you lots of fun and advice because we want you to change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, visit star-style.com. To get involved with Be The Star You Are charity or please make a donation, go to bethestarur.org or btsya.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, motivate, Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. So until next week, next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, when we celebrate and play once again right here in our playground, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. We'll play next week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.